a, uh, a long bathroom break. Maybe the bathroom's just far away. Maybe it's like an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Be interesting to have a uh, a home with an internet connection and a laptop, <laughs> but no bathroom inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just get one of those Verizon little 4G transmitter things. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Like my parents have. Although my parents also have indoor plumbing, but... All righty. <laughs> could hear you thumping back to from the bathroom. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I am Adam Gobeski, and we have with us two very special guests, uh, Nancy Wilson and Amy Wilson. You may know them better as the core of the band Heart. Oh. So let's welcome them, the Wilson sisters. So so nice to be here. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great to be here also. Don't don't you agree, Nancy? I uh I wanted to quote one of our songs, a lyric, you know, something of the sort. Uh and it turns out I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All words just leave you. Oh. Yes. And, am I wait, but I'm I'm just the guitar player, aren't I? Are you Nancy or Anne? I, I I've been established as Nancy. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're the guitarist. Oh well, then I don't even care. <laughs> you could be forgiven. Singing about. <laughs> so you haven't listened to any of the songs frequently enough to know the lyrics to them. <laughs> just I just sleepwalk through the shows. <laughs> That's a little known fact about about Nancy. And then. What about you, Anne? I think I might have called you Amy by mistake. If so, I apologize. Oh, it's Anne, it's it's okay. Do you have any do you have any lyrics you want to quote for us? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Adam. They're, they're a guest on our show, and you're asking them to work. <laughs> if it seems like if it seems like I'm a little out of it, it's because I was I was actually out of the band from 1995 to 2002. So uh, I'm still getting back into the swing of things. Oh, is there still some bad blood there about not being in the band? Or was that voluntary? Uh, I think it was voluntary. Uh, <laughs> I, see, bad blood. That, see, that's a song I can quote. <laughs> you, you're giving me that one. Well, I, I'm okay with that. Why don't you go for it? We got to hear some music. <laughs> oh, wow. I, uh, I didn't realize Heart had like, major controversy in the last couple months. <laughs> they they've basically like split up. Oh. And the sisters are not on speaking terms. Oh man, that's news to me too. Huh? That and that sounds like uh sounds like fake news. <laughs> Is that your announcement? You're getting back <laughs> me together. And, me and Nancy are just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. We just released live at the Royal Albert Hall with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra in 2016 it was barely a year ago. Things are good. Right. But in, on August 27th, Anne's husband allegedly assaulted your twin sons, Nancy. Apparently it led to some strained. Uh... This is the Gobeski Walls report. You're going to get the hard hitting questions. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, families, Fa- you know, families just sometimes uh, don't get along. I, maybe he was mad that we haven't had a charting single since 1994. <laughs> uh, he, he was apparently mad that they left the door to his RV open. You know what? Shouldn't have done that. Hmm. They know better. I raised them right while I was on the road recording such hits as Alone and These Dreams. And did your did your family come along with you on the road or have you been absent most of that time? Uh, I like to think that, uh, that my family was was with me uh, 
for, for most of the time, uh, you know, and then I took seven years off and got to reconnect with him. So maybe this, this, this trouble is coming when you actually got back together then. Uh, I think so. It could be some jealousy. So yeah, now that you've had time to think about it, are there any of your famous, famous lyrics that you'd like to quote? <laughs> I know sometimes I just have to talk a little bit and then it just jogs my memory. Come on, singer, give us some lyrics. Like, uh, you know, oh, you mean like, um, like try to understand, try to understand, <laughs> try, try, try to understand. <laughs> He's a magic man. <laughs> Or crazy on you. <laughs> oh, crazy on you. <laughs> we were writing some deep stuff in the 70s. We were. God, it was, it was so good. Uh, yeah, pretty much like that Dreamboat Annie album. That really, it really uh, took off for us. So have you uh, written anything recently that maybe, you know, no one's heard about yet? Like, can we hear some like upcoming lyrics to to new music, like an exclusive for the podcast? Well, there was that song about uh, what were what were we writing about? Uh, endangered species in uh, in Asia, big uh, barracudas, big. big t- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say <laughs> so you're writing you're writing another song about barracudas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it it is begging for a sequel. That song. And it has been forty years, right? There's always room for more barracuda. I mean, but technically, uh, you know, barracudas are are more of a Atlantic. Uh, oh wait, to the I've oh no, to, there's some in the Red Sea. Okay, I, so I, I, that's I've got I've got that's to Southwest that Asia. I am, I am not that familiar with the uh, grounds or uh, the seas, I suppose of. Uh, Barracudas. So well, I that's why I, I wrote the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so whereas your your original song was uh, figurative, this is a more literal song about barracudas. It's a literal song about barracudas. <laughs> okay. So what are some of the lyrics to that then? For instance, um, some species grow quite large. You know, we're working on the melody still here. I won't give that yeah. much away, but you know, yeah, that's really the guitar. 65 yeah. centimeters in length, <laughs> you know, such as Ferrania, Ferrania, Ferrania. Um, this sounds a lot like a song from the band Flippity Flop Doo Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we draw inspiration from a variety of sources. Yeah. <laughs> FFDDM has definitely touched us in 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 many ways. Uh, they have a song about a whale, if I remember correctly. Uh, this is very different. This is not about a whale. This is about a barracuda. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, dark gray, dark green, white, and blue on their upper body. You know, nothing. It's not similar to the whale at all. We we don't mess with mammals in general in our in our music. Ouch. There's already enough mammal centric songs. We like to stick to the fishes, the reptiles, the amphibians. You wanted to draw attention to the barracuda since it's endangered. Is that that the point of this song? No, they're they're horrifying and they need to be eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> we want to endanger them. That's what we're saying. Wow, that's a controversial stance. Uh, well, in this day and age, you can have controversial stances, and uh, no one thinks twice. <laughs> 
That's true. You have to keep keep, uh, keep people guessing. You can't give them the same old same old Barracuda as much as they might want it. So what were you calling this song? Barracuda 2, actually about Barracudas? <laughs> uh, I was I was hoping that our, our working title would be Barrett. Baratuda, you know, with a, with a oh, big, yeah. big two in the middle of it, uh, you know, because because that's what the kids are doing now. Kids are doing nowadays with their song titles. Uh, yeah, we we drew inspiration from the movie Jungle to Jungle. Yes, one, of, one of my one of my favorites. So mostly flippity flop doo doo man and Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> two seminal works: FFDDM and J2J. <laughs> starring T.A., my favorite actor. <laughs> who uh, who else is in Jungle to Jungle besides T.A.? Who's the kid? That's a good question. You don't know this? I thought you were drawing inspiration well, from it. Generally, I, I... Oh, let's see. Who was that? Who was that kid? I mean, I... Hmm. You know, not a lot of star power in that film, now that I think about it. Uh... Well, it's got Martin Short. Yeah, Mar- Martin Short. Yep. And the big Lolita TK. Davidovich and uh, Joe Beth Williams. Uh, not uh, not household names. <laughs> what do you mean? Joe Beth's in lots of stuff. She's in The Big Chill, Poltergeist. She's in Frasier. I- I've spoken too soon. <laughs> She's a three-time Emmy nominee. That's that, right. You know what? That's TV work. That's, that's different. Look, if you want to get the EGOT, you got to do the E part of the EGOT. <laughs> and, and, and she and she is well on her way, having won, uh, I believe, none of them. Well, not for lack of trying. <laughs> I mean, this was back when T before TV work was the new movie work, you know, back before the golden age of television. Right. And I guess I don't know for sure, but aren't you at least a quarter of the way to an EGOT? Huh. Uh, yeah, we won some awards. Yeah, Oscars. <laughs> 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 well, I have I have thought about going for the T uh, part. Oh, yeah? yeah. Um, well, any particular show? Well, not to give away too much, but we think this new single could get to Broadway. Oh. Um, kind of like there. The Lion King, you know, but with oh, Barracudas. I thought maybe it would be more like in the the line of like Jersey Boys or Mamma Mia. You'd have Baratuda, the story of heart. <laughs> oh, okay. No, this is more the Baratuda, the story of the Barracuda. It's <laughs> it's at once a love letter and a fear letter. <laughs> A threatening, the horrifying letter. and wonderful Barracuda. You know, one of the things I—I'm I, not sure if we've won any any awards, uh, but uh, I'm just remembering now that we've gotten uh, nominated for all sorts of Juno awards. So uh, <laughs> you know, Canada loves us. <laughs> well, you're yeah, Canadian. We'll just go for an E job. Sort of. <laughs> well, I—I'm so not the, Canadian. Wait, the the We're, G right, is the ones the you want to skip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's too easy. <laughs> I mean, you could put the J in any of those locations. <laughs> I might suggest the E, but you know who knows? Oh, like the J got? Yeah, it could be a J got. Yeah, it can't be the E god because of Barracuda, the story of the Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a an undersea world, or is the Barracuda coming on land? Is this like a literal? 
like Barracuda attacking people so- story? I think I think we're gonna have to wait and see. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I I've asked too yeah. much. I don't I don't want to give away too much about this, but I I will say that it's gonna be an epic musical to to rival even the likes of say uh, Jungle to Jungle, even <laughs> the Broadway musical version Jungle to Jungle. You mean? Yeah, Jungle Three Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Jungle to Jungle. So I've I've just been looking at the uh, at, at TMZ's website regarding Baratuda, and it it says here that you're looking for Frankie Muniz to play a significant part. Is that is that true? Yes. We we've always admired uh, Frankie's work, and uh, we'd like to uh, we'd like to get him back uh, in the public eye. He's been laying low for a little while now. Well, he's been doing his race car driving. Yeah, and having strokes and stuff like that. So we would like to uh, now that he's healthy again. Wait, really? I wasn't aware of that. A stroke? Uh, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm making that up. <laughs> Are you sure not thinking I, of someone different? I am not making this up. No, 2012. Oh, no, yeah. Wow. Okay. Had, uh, yeah, uh, that's surprising that that's I never come strokes. up in any of our many interviews with Frankie Muniz. <laughs> yeah, he, he's very, he's a very, uh, very private individual. Doesn't uh, doesn't talk too much about uh, himself. He doesn't like people to worry. He pretty much only comes on this show, and only when I'm not around. I don't get it. <laughs> Wait, when when you and Wilson aren't around? <laughs> well, I've been on this show many times. No, <laughs> just just without Nancy. <laughs> Wait, what show are we on? <laughs> Nancy, what? <laughs> I, I thought, thought this I was thought, 60 minutes. I thought this was behind the music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds right. This is behind the music. So walk us a little bit through your songwriting process. Uh, what <laughs> what do you do for inspiration? Do you do you Wikipedia surf? Do you just watch Jungle to Jungle and listen to the soundtrack to Jungle 3 Jungle? Or do you do other things in addition? Uh, I, I, I can take this one. <laughs> you better take this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually before we move on to other uh, things, we usually will binge watch Jungle to Jungle. Now you know for, for a minimum of about like six days. And one of the keys, one of the keys to Jungle to Jungle, and and I know we didn't mention this earlier. I wanted to express to you why why it's so important to us is uh, uh, and why we listen to the soundtrack is. Is the very first song on the soundtrack is of course titled "It Starts in the Heart," and that's what we believe. It starts with us. Oh, that's why we do what we do, and uh, it's that belief in ourselves that uh, raises our songwriting to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you you start out by watching that part of the movie, and then, well, you got to watch the rest of it, right? <laughs> uh, well, you, you can't you can't hit pause. <laughs> Okay. That's actually that's days. actually a really hard and fast rule. Uh, <laughs> take bathroom all bathroom breaks, you know. Got to take them before Jungle to Jungle because you can't miss a second and you can't pause it. Um, and, and also our pause our, our, our pause button doesn't work on our uh, current setup. So yeah, we we could probably should uh, try to fix that button on the on the cassette player. So, like, is, is there any break in between the showings of this movie? Does it just rewind itself? And then start over again. Um, usually, we'll we'll take about a a ten minute uh, break in between. That's when 
you know, we usually will have uh, either uh, Ben Smith or Craig Bark Bartok uh, will bring us uh, food, things of that nature. <laughs> Who are those people? There are uh, the other members of our uh, famous <laughs> band. <laughs> <laughs> So they they're not involved in the the watching of the movie. They're just bringing you food. <laughs> that, that that's how that's mostly how they contribute at all at this point. To be honest, <laughs> I mean they're great. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> better personal chefs than musicians. <laughs> <laughs> just bringing. You no, food. I'm not even sure. <laughs> bringing you food roughly every hundred and five minutes. <laughs> yes, it's hundred two hour blocks. <laughs> jungle to jungle every two hours <laughs> until we have to take sleep breaks, which is I'm probably am- one of the most of unfortunate parts of the process. I'm amazed you find time to write your songs for Baratuda with all the jungle to jungle watching. You know, well, like I said, I mean, this process is about six days, so that can get you about per six days, um, about one good day when you can really use those uh, creative juices and then you have to get back at it Monday morning gives us about four days a month to to get stuff done and you know what some of the best songs they're written real quickly you don't need to spend a lot of time on them what are the names of some some of the songs for uh your musical uh one of them is called under the sea (laughs) okay well little reggae infused uh number (laughs) that that we've been working on yeah i think you're really gonna like it you don't see any problem with that no again it's never been done before (laughs) <laughs> it won't be a barracuda singing it we're thinking some sort of crustacean perhaps uh and maybe a, a medley of other fish and uh and whatnot that live in the ocean <laughs> what kind of song is this like an upbeat song or is it a it's gonna yeah a little snappy snappy little number uh we think uh we think people will really love it yeah, it's kind of a new direction but i think it's really a an unexplored avenue in in popular song i think people are gonna really it's really gonna really gonna change things for the for the music industry in general i think okay well all right that's one song is there any other any other songs to go along with that it's possible we only have one song (laughs) (laughs) well that's better than nothing that's that's one uh jungle to jungle marathon right there (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so, sometimes we can even write two or three songs in one of those on one of those Sundays. Oh, okay. Um, you just haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have the ability to, yes. So um, I'm looking at uh, TMZ again, looking a little bit more at this. So correct me if this any of this is wrong, but it says that there was a, a seven month period where you weren't using Jungle to Jungle, but rather Man of the House the Chevy Chase JTT movie as your inspiration. Can you talk a little bit about why that didn't work out for you? Well, it was because Jungle to Jungle, the masterpiece that it is, had uh, not been released yet. (laughs) We had to get inspiration from somewhere, and we did the best we could. But as soon as that, we even saw the trailer for Jungle (laughs) to Jungle. We knew that that was going to be our new muse. And and, and we knew that uh, even when we started, uh, but we knew that somehow home improvement was going to be involved. Uh, we knew it was going to be one of the one of the cast members was going to strike our fancy and uh, give us something to to build on. That's pretty good. You got it on the second try, though. 
or was it the second uh, try? Uh, well, it's, it wasn't going to be the it wasn't going to be the Santa Claus. It wasn't going to be uh, the Lion King. Well, I'd heard a rumor at one point it was going to be picture perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the film starring Richard Carn and Dave Thomas. That was a strong contender. We are we are big Richard Carn fans. Uh, I, I think the biggest issue with that one was we were afraid that another film of the same title would come out around the same time, maybe a year or two later, and it would really just start confusing things. And we didn't want we didn't want that. You might accidentally put in the wrong cassette. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know we're not big fans of Jennifer Aniston, Jay Moore, and Kevin Bacon. Uh, Olymp- Olympia Dukakis is okay though. Just so we're clear, you searched for Picture Perfect and got the wrong movie to come up. <laughs> no, no, no. That, as I as I said, we were afraid when the 1995 film came out that there would be another film soon soon after with the, with the same title, and, and we were correct. <laughs> I mean, you, just when you hear the name, you think, oh, there's going to be a bunch of movies that are that or at least sound like it. You know, like when Pitch Perfect came out later, mm-hmm. we knew that was going to happen, too. And then, of course, not to forget, this is all on the heels of the 1985 film. Perfect. Just perfect. I, and, and there's so many ways to go from there. Can't take you can't take chances when when uh, when looking for inspiration and uh, Jungle to Jungle gave us gave us the uh, gave us what we needed. Mm-hmm. So have you two ever discussed what's going to happen when your Jungle to Jungle cassette eventually peters out? Can you get a new one, or is there some mojo associated with that particular cassette? Well, actually, I've got enough backups for conceivably both of our lifetimes. <laughs> um, both of your lifetimes. Which which of you is living longer? <laughs> uh, well, she she's older, so uh, I hope it's me. But we're we're both getting up there, though. I I hope it's you too. Uh, well, I, you, you've got you've got about four years on me, so I I worry about you, Ann. You don't have to. You don't have to. I, okay. I know I, I know that rock and roll lifestyle. I have my I have my I have my good days. <laughs> Mostly my my jungle to jungle days. <laughs> well, those are the best days. Yeah. Every time I uh, see it in the store on VHS, I have to buy it. It's actually kind of part of the whole equation you know what are the chances that probably the you know the most perfect movie ever made also you know is my buying obsession they're they're not actually related i just like have have to buy it how many copies you have right now uh roughly i'd say about 130 last count i did i might have picked up more for a few more since then how, how long have you been going about buying copies of jungle to jungle Oh, well, I haven't been actively looking for it. I've been buying it about since, you know, probably since 97, I would say. Do you travel far and wide? Well, in, in, that's just part of being in the music business. So, you know, <laughs> oh, you stop into the local <laughs> store and you're like, oh, there's more copies, you know. For someone who's more rooted at home, they could, you know, hit up every video store and have all the copies in the area. Are there any, like, special editions or maybe, like, ones with defects in them? Special collector's items, ones that you treasure. One that's actually this isn't actually like a different printing of it, but uh, sometimes I'll see the uh, little-known prequel, Jungle One Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not as good. No, 
No, uh, but it but it laid the groundwork. It, it did. <laughs> you usually usually sequels don't get made when the first one's not good, but in this case, uh, in this case, it was. And it's really almost more of like a, a reboot or a uh, a retelling of the original because it was yeah, quite some uh, time in between them. It's sort of like an yep, evil and- Evil Dead. Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. So so what you're saying is that there was Jungle 1 and then Jungle 2, Jungle? <laughs> I just want to make sure I understand the 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 way this works. No, actually the, the first one is Jungle 1, Jungle. <laughs> um Jungle 2, Jungle did have the working title of Jungle 2, also Jungle. <laughs> But they decided to simplify it. <laughs> you can't confuse consumers in this day and age, or in that day and age twenty years ago. Yeah, you had to even be be even more clear back then. Which is why, of course, they used the the number two. It's more multilingual. Makes sense to me. And at this point, Jungle Three Jungle is just you know. Well, that's you have to the keep musical, going. right? Yes, exactly. Yep. So, <laughs> so you can use the same subtitle and. It doesn't matter because it's a different different form. Right. Yeah. Jungle three. Once again, jungle. <laughs> I appreciate your restraint by not putting uh, the musical <laughs> at the end of that. <laughs> jungle three, jungle, the musical. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much to our, our guests, Anne and Nancy Wilson. Thanks for spending some time to tell us about your upcoming Baratuda products, products, projects. <laughs> I guess they're products there, there may too. there may be other Baratuda products, uh, perfumes, colognes, uh, knapsacks, knickknacks, patty wax, those sort of things. All right. Well, good luck on your endeavors in uh, eliminating the Barracuda. <laughs> hey, thank you. Someday we'll be able to live no longer in fear. <laughs> That's all we want. That's all anyone wants. All right, and I uh, I see we have our two secondary. Not secondary, but two guests to replace Hart. Thanks again to Hart. Yeah, reserve uh, guests. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> we have with us Daniel Baker. Hey. And uh, Paul Wilcox. Hi. Good to be back. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me again. So, Charlie, you said you had topics for us? Oh, yeah. Firstly, I wanted to tell the story of... Um, so, I recently went on vacation. And every year, my family goes to uh, the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And this year, about did the power did the power go to, out on them? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. jumping into your story. No, that's okay. <laughs> it was national news, so the power went out two days before I was supposed to fly out. So there was a scramble at the last minute with my family to try to figure out what we were going to do because I mean you couldn't, I couldn't get a refund on these tickets, right? My family was going to be there, so we figured, well, I we might as well get down there. So I was flying into Raleigh and see what we could do. So I guess a little bit of the backstory is that uh, I guess they were doing construction work and drove a post through a transmission line. So it wasn't weather-related electrical failure. That's why you're supposed to call Miss Dig. <laughs> but, that's, but that's who they are. <laughs> Those were the people who did it. <laughs> well, they should have called first. <laughs> <laughs> so the power is out for the entire southern part of, you know, through Hatteras all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, so they weren't the, the, all the locals could stay, but the, but the guests couldn't come in and they were doing like rolling blackouts to make sure that they actually had enough power for all the grocery stores and everything. So we decided to rent a house in the Shenandoah Valley instead, which is really nice, but it's this, uh, old house 
that was that was on a couple of acres of land that was from it was built in 1795. Wait, and... hold on. Hold on. Are you saying this is a nice creepy vacation house? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good graphic. <laughs> I hope we find the time to reuse that at some point. <laughs> I'm just over here making up making up bits for all your segments. <laughs> Kara actually has talked about going to uh, like haunted houses and uh, overnight stays at places that do that. So we might actually be able to use that again. <laughs> You'll just have to remember what episode it was in. But uh, but the house was uh, on first glance it it seemed reasonable. I mean it had all the amenities you want. The kitchen was kind of small, but it was pointed out to me by my cousin who's an architect that it was probably built on because I guess back then they would build the kitchens in separate houses. So it was basically if you set the house or you set the kitchen on fire, you didn't burn down the entire house. But huh. <laughs> besides that, it's reasonable. Whoever owns this house and was renting it out through Airbnb had the weirdest aesthetic taste of any house that I've ever been in. It was a lot of, it was a lot of kitsch, but it was about the creepiest things that you could think of. I'm going to put up pictures on the blog post, but one of them was a doll that kind of looked like a witch, but didn't have a face and was made of Mm. straw. It was kind of up on a cabinet, which I didn't notice until maybe day three that had been staring at me the entire time. It was also um, a bedazzled. So you're saying, you're saying that it was not doing a good job of freaking you out. No, not until I saw it, and then it did a great job. It's one so of those things. You have to be aware of it. So so in the uh, the review you left, you said, could have been better, could have freaked me out sooner, work harder. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, th- the great thing was that there was a guest book here, and almost every single person who wrote in the guest book was like, I was really creeped out by this house. But after a couple of days, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a, a a fake labrador retriever sitting in the middle of the living room uh there were i'm sorry what <laughs> it, it wasn't stuffed it was like a um uh like a plaster there's like a plaster labrador retriever sitting between the two couches a paper mache retriever <laughs> <laughs> a handmade retriever <laughs> Lots of there were lots of cats around, big eyed, creepy looking cats without mouths. I gotta be honest with you. This sounds exactly like I what I would imagine the Shenandoah Valley is. <laughs> I, like, like that northern Virginia, West Virginia area. Just it, it it was it was charming in a very off putting sort of way, I guess. <laughs> I also noticed or we noticed that next to the mantelpiece. On the left-hand side, there was a picture. Uh, There's a fox hunting picture. And then on the right-hand side of the mantelpiece, there was the exact same picture <laughs> for symmetry, mm. right? There were like probably 50 other paintings in the house that they could have put there, but they decided to put the exact same painting on both sides of the mantelpiece. And oh. then probably the creepiest was in my cousin's room. There were two like plaster bears, or well, I guess they're like glazed glass bears with um, they were bedazzled, so they had the little plastic, shiny gem-like things embedded in their bellies and gigantic Wait, orange were they eyes. Bedazzled, or were they vajazzled? 
Okay, you might have to. <laughs> you might have to describe what the difference is here. <laughs> I think it's the well, former. <laughs> bedazzle is a is a subset of bedazzle involving a certain area of the body. Okay, well, these these bears were very oh, uh, like my view bedazzle <laughs> the bedazzle. Right. <laughs> Uh, I could I could tell not tell the gender of these bears. <laughs> They're very PG. Besides the fact they were super creepy and had gigantic orange eyes that would catch the light in just such a way, and they were staring from a shelf straight down at the bed. So he and his wife actually turned them around so that they weren't looking at them while they were sleeping. That's fair. How long were you in this house? Three days. I think it was three days. And was it worth it? Uh. Yeah, we spent a lot of time outside the house, so it was worth it. It was super creepy, I would say. My room that I was in had a bunch of weird, like, kitten and puppy pictures, though. So my room was fine. I don't know why they didn't go with that in the rest of the house. Well, every room has to have its own theme. Have you ever <laughs> decorated, Charlie? <laughs> so I had the cutesy kitsch, and my cousin had the creepy kitsch. <laughs> we had the kitschy kitsch. The kitschy kitsch? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Richie Rich. <laughs> I almost want to ask Hart about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've left. Next it's time. too late. Next time. <laughs> I bet they'd have some things to say. <laughs> what, are, what about the Taylor Kitsch? Did anyone have that? <laughs> Not that I know. You know, the, the, we, he was not there. It, he, as far as I know, <laughs> he wasn't perched there. Perched on a shelf. I never went in the. <laughs> I never went in the basement, which apparently smelled like diesel fuel. That's what people told me, but I never went down there. So that's where Taylor Kitsch was. <laughs> Probably. But you, you bring up a good point, Adam, about it didn't do a good job of scaring me because I didn't know it was there. And then I started to think about horror movies and that we could have potentially been in horror movies during our life at some point and never known it just because we weren't aware of the things that were happening in the background. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that's something that everyone out there should start thinking about. Or maybe someone behind you right now. That's what this house felt like. <laughs> the only horror movie I'm aware of that I'm in right now is called 45. So. <laughs> Do I have to cut that? <laughs> or is that no, oblique enough that. of a reference? <laughs> you keep that. Okay. <laughs> so that's the story of that house. It was, uh, I, I would go back now that I know where all the creepy things are so that I can avoid so them. It didn't scare you enough. No, no. In a scale of one to ten apparitions, I give it six. Six out of ten. Okay. Is one being the scariest or the least scary? Well, one would be the least scary. Okay. It's better than average. I'd say most homes are around a one or a two. You don't really feel presence. You know, they might. that house might be playing the long game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, with me? Like waiting for yeah. me to come back? I mean, you said you'd be willing to. I, I think that means the house wins. <laughs> the house always wins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got Charlie the Drone. <laughs> Creepy house too. The house always wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty much that story though. Sounds Gotta be scary. honest, I've, ne- I've never been to the Outer Banks, but it sounds like it, it was a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, yes, those houses aren't <laughs> aren't quite as creepy. There's more more beaches yeah. there. Yep. The 
Bette Midler movie? <laughs> yes, they have that. Just so- Copies of Beaches. <laughs> Legally required in every home. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there's a house down there that was featured in the movie Nice and Rodanthe, because that's one of the one of the towns down there. So, you know, you point it out every time you go by. And if you actually go into any house on the Outer Banks, they're, I think, pretty much legally required to have that book somewhere and that movie. <laughs> Isn't that like a Nicholas Sparks book? It is. It's it a is. Nicholas Sparks yep. book. Ugh. I'm not sure if it's, it was actually filmed down there, but the exterior for the house was. Great. And I actually think that one's too close to the ocean actually to live in at this point. Wait, what does that mean? Uh, I think the the sand and the ocean has approached it to the point where it's too dangerous to live in. That happens occasionally down there. Why don't they just put more mm. sand down? <laughs> put more sand down on the beach? Yeah. Apparently the house doesn't always win. <laughs> <laughs> That's why those houses aren't creepy. <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting for their lives. <laughs> Maybe they should just shore it up with copies of Knights and Rodanthe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sturdiest seawall you can make. <laughs> but also on my vacation, I uh, I did some light vacation reading. That was fun. Knights and Rodanthe. Knights and Rodanthe. Yep. Every- <laughs> I do a marathon <laughs> of that six days straight. Why he's, so, he's suddenly so familiar with it. <laughs> well, don't forget the sequel. Knights and Rodanthe too. Boogie Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Knights and Rodanthe too. The early morning hours. <laughs> the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I... the, night, the next day. Doesn't even make it to the next <laughs> night. <laughs> they save that for, for number three. <laughs> uh, so Adam had mentioned... Uh, that Nathan Rabin was doing uh, Weird Al's career, like one song slash. Yes. The Weird Accordion to Al. He goes through <laughs> chronologically and discusses every single song that Weird Al has written and released. Oh. It's actually really cool. You should you should absolutely check it out. And you'll be able to because of the blog post. It'll be done. Uh, yes. So and, I yeah. I actually started reading his. He's, uh, he's currently up to UHF. Oh, OK. Oh, the soundtrack to the film. Oh, there's some good ones in there. Yeah, I can't remember if it was me or my brother, but one of us got in trouble for putting the Gandhi 2 commercial into our fake radio program in middle school because you're supposed to make like a five or ten minute broadcast for the radio for reasons I no longer remember. And I think it was Doug, but this could be one of those stories that actually happened to me and then I just transferred it over time mentally to Doug. But one of us put in the Gandhi 2 trailer, which is basically a sequel to Gandhi that's basically a black exploitation film where Gandhi goes around like killing criminals and ordering steaks medium rare and stuff like that and but anyway we put this was put into the radio show as the like uh the ad break and uh <laughs> got in trouble <laughs> was was deemed inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have thought it was inappropriate for like, oh, you should have made your own material or that's copyrighted. You can't use that <laughs> for the school project. So anyway, yes, the, the weird accordion to Al. So I, I had chosen two books to read uh, for vacation. One of them was My Year of Flops by Nathan Rabin, where he goes through and watches movies that have been critical and or box office failures and then 
tries to find something worthwhile about them and rates them either failure, fiasco, or secret success. And the other book I decided to read, a companion piece to that was Roger Ebert's uh, book. I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but it's where it's like great movies, great movies where he just writes uh, a short article about or hundred great movies, not necessarily his favorite one. So I, I think that was also a, an online uh, piece originally. Yeah, I've read that book. Yeah, it's it's really good. I would recommend it, and I've that's actually made me watch at least one movie that I didn't think about watching until that point. But um, ET, <laughs> ET, <laughs> <laughs> aliens creep me out, man. <laughs> uh, Sorry so, to derail you completely. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. that creepy old alien. Yeah, at least there wasn't any ETs in that house. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Unless that's what the Labrador was secretly made up of. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> ETs glued together with paper mache. <laughs> ready if to bust you, out. If you zoom in close enough. Everything was made of tiny little ETs. <laughs> <laughs> it's ETs all the way down. Fractal ETs. <laughs> so I posted on uh, Instagram just a picture of my Kindle inventory that said, like, oh, these are the two things I read on vacation. And I, I tagged Nathan Rabin and he started following me. And I thought that was cool. And so I told I told Adam that uh, we're gradually working up the, the fame ladder. So... Started out with, I guess, Frankie Muniz, right? And then Jamie Kennedy liked one of my <laughs> one of my pictures on Instagram as well. Nice. Wait, the Jamie Kennedy it or was, just a Jamie? No, it was the Jamie Kennedy. Either that or a- someone pretending to be a stand-up comedian named Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned, you and Jamie Kennedy are on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> So in the future, we should just think of ideas in order to make famous people acknowledge us in a positive way, hopefully, but <laughs> not with yet another uh, summons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, listeners, if you feel like uh, giving us any suggestions or if you're a celebrity yourself and like to give us a shout out. Oh, my gosh. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep That's going unless somebody else says something. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, right now, Jamie Kennedy is listening, trying to decide if he's a celebrity or not, and uh, whether whether or not he should give a shout out. <laughs> so, how are you, Dan? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm I'm well. How's are, uh, How's the life? Life is it's good. It's standard, regular. Uh, I work a lot and I run a lot, and that's uh, those are the two things that I do nowadays. So, at the same time. Uh, well, sometimes I think about work while running a lot. So I, I guess in, in a way, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, not, nothing exciting is going on lately. Uh, just, uh, living the, living the trivia dream in the, uh, in the tri- trivia world, you know? <laughs> Which is ironically not trivial. That's <laughs> true. So where are you right now? Did we discuss that? I remember you saying earlier you were in a place <laughs> that you weren't used to being. <laughs> What? <laughs> Weren't you? <laughs> what? I mean, I assumed you were like in a hotel room. <laughs> like way back before we started. <laughs> You're moving around desks and stuff. Oh, no, I no, I'm 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 sitting in my bed, which I am in often. Uh, <laughs> very, very familiar with this locale. OK, uh, 
<laughs> it's, uh, I spend, you know, anywhere from seven to 10 hours every night in here. So I'm very familiar with my, with my surroundings. Uh, my TV just wouldn't turn on. So I had to move some stuff and unplug it and, you know, is that Adam? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> is that the uh, is that the cane pulling us off of the stage? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just felt like clicking a pen. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was like the. It reminded me of the Bob the the Bob Ross, you know, beat the devil out of it uh, clip. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. <laughs> no, <laughs> the extended version. <laughs> Well, you know, because he'll, he'll, like, dip the brush, wash it, like, in the water, and then he just kind of beats it back and forth really fast on, like, the leg of his easel to, like, get it dry. And he's like, yeah. just beat the devil out of it. <laughs> but then, of course, there's, like, an edit where it's just, like, he does it for, you know, like, like a full minute. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> you know. It's not really, like, a meme, but it's, like, a video. It's, a, it's kind of a meme video i think we just ended up in another uh paul explains the internet (laughs) (laughs) what's your what's your favorite meme right now paul oh there was for a while on my one of my uh favorite subreddits there was uh so it started out with someone posting like a like a frog or a dap dap boy or something like that and and then it was like, if this gets one up- upvote, I'll double the number of frogs <laughs> until it's like a crazy number of frogs, you know, like <laughs> a billion or whatever. Um, but not a billion because you can't get a billion upvotes. But however many until there was, you know, sufficient upvotes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then someone did that, but for like the years. So they like posted like one AD. And they had like, you know, kind of like a collage of different like historical like leaders of the time. And but it's like, you know, all memefied. So there's lots of like misspelling and like vapor aesthetics and <laughs> crap like that. Okay. And then and then, it you know, it, I think they only got up to like 1024 before it kind of fizzled out. But that was that was one of my favorites. I was just kind of into the doubling memes because <laughs> it was the same person. It wasn't just like it wasn't opportunistic people. It was like the same guy producing this, getting the proper number of upvotes and then delivering. Like it was a real, you know, it wasn't a free fault for all or anything. Oh, so then did you enjoy the YouTube video I sent you the other day about the DuckTales woo being doubled? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. I've, I've I really like those kinds of videos. When, when it goes up to a billion. Uh, you know, I think I watched one with, like, the GameCube intro. I think that was the first one I saw where it, like, doubles a billion times because then it just ends up being, like... <laughs> Which was especially um, exciting when it's the... Oh, ooh, ooh. Now everyone can experience it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, were there any other topics we wanted to hit? Uh, No, I think we're good. I we'll just keep holding on to my pizza chain topic. Ooh, (laughs) you can can tease the pizza chain topic. Yeah. 
Oh, we're just gonna everything. Everything about pizza is good. I like this. I'm into this topic. Just rate the different pizza chains. Like, what's the best pizza chain? What's the worst pizza chain? Hmm. What if they were the same? <laughs> what? <Well. laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> I think we should end on that. <laughs> well, uh, thanks to our to our guests, Paul Wilcox and uh, Dan Baker. Thanks for for being back on the show, even though you were the secondary guests today. <laughs> oh, it's always good to be here. Yes, oh. like likewise. No, wait. Also. I have one more. I have one more topic. Oh, okay. Paul. Yeah. How was Tim and Eric? Ooh. Oh, it was it was awesome, if, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. There any any good okay. bits in there? Probably my favorite part was towards the beginning when they're doing their opening dance number, and then you know Tim's like, "Stop, stop!" You know, but there's just a big thing I got to tell you after the show, Eric. It's a big bombshell. It's bad news for both of us, but you know, let's just do the show and we'll we'll talk about it later. And then you know, Eric's like, "Oh, you know, you got to tell me now." And then he tells him that he's, you know, following his dream of starting a hoagie chain. But then they, they proceed to the the DJ slash guy on, like, the computer over there, DJ Doug Pound. The bit is, like, you know, he's, like, pulling up the, the video for the sub shop on his computer. But he's, like, playing back these recordings. And it's, like, uh, he's, like, okay, uh, open up Winamp there. Right. <laughs> he's, like, now you got to choose a skin. <laughs> <laughs> just really well done <laughs> I mean how many times you go to a comedy show where they're choosing a Winamp skin <laughs> what skin did they end up going with <laughs> you know I, I can't remember it was there was some pretty cool ones oh and then there was a time where they like they also said they were going to use their new technology to since they you know since it became a going away show because uh, Tim was going to start his hoagie chain Mm-hmm. They decided since they missed out on all the money of making it a farewell tour that they were since it became a farewell tour, and then they had to upcharge everyone only a hundred dollars <laughs> each, and you just had to hold up your phone like to the to the screen while while the uh, system upcharges your phone <laughs> automatically, <laughs> charge the extra only hundred fifty dollars. It was it was pretty great. All right, that's all I want to know. Just to give us some closure. To that topic. Oh, yeah. oh that's true. Yeah. The week before I saw uh I saw the MST three K live show. Oh yeah? How was that? It was fun. I went to the did the double feature. It was it was a good time. They had all kinds of little bits in between. Yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. About, about what you'd expect from a live show, MST three K. Um definitely more more production value than when I saw Cinematic Titanic. But uh <laughs> You know, not to put that down or anything, but, you know, there was more like there was more puppets and and spring snakes and things like that. So good times. All right. Well, thanks again. I was I'm Adam Gobeski and I'm Charlie Wallace. And we just trail off into the distance. That's what the theme music is for. (laughs) (laughs) just cut it this time it's just it's just 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 talking (laughs) what if like podcasts ended the way like you know 80s songs like just faded out (laughs) that'd be be great
All right. Well, I guess we're not. Do- we're probably not going to do a tag, and we're doing exactly what you just said. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. What you got to do is increasingly talk about like more and more uh, boring and and nonsensical things. <laughs> just fade out on that. Yeah. Kind of sounds like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like where where's it gonna start fading out? The listeners are in <laughs> Sometimes it's five minutes long, other times it's two and a half hours. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website, GobeskyWallsReport.com. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. Just follow us, at GWReport. And we're on the Facebook as well, just like our page, The Gobeski Walls Report. I kind of forgot what was happening. <laughs> it's always so hard with the Twitter, with, like, the at. Like, you don't have to say at, do you? I don't know. That's a question for the listeners to decide. You almost got Paul Manaforted, but I decided against it. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to be Paul Manaforted. (laughs) Not even him. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Paul can't afford to be Manaforted. (laughs) Is that a pun? Yes. That's why he can never run for elected office. His last name he can't afford with can't afford. <laughs> also the light treason. <laughs> oh yeah, but mostly the rhyming. <laughs> it's just such an easy target. 